0: Just like you do. Welcome to Lawyers or Assholes. I'm your host, Brett Adams, a lawyer, I should say a recovering lawyer, who found a platform to address a broken legal system. This is where we call out incompetent and unscrupulous lawyers, prosecutors, and judges. Anyone that touches the legal system, we're coming after you if you're an asshole. Today's guest is Jane Doe, and obviously that is not her real name. Uh, But we've taken a little criticism because our first few podcasts are involved celebrities and well-known people, and and, uh, the criticism is, why don't you have the average person that is here dealing with the legal system? And we have that today, and you're going to hear a story that is um, really, uh, it's really hard to believe what uh, Jane Doe went through, but it turned out very well because she is a very successful entrepreneur at this point in her career. And, and we're going to talk about a judge that was more concerned about his reelection chances than he was in doing the right thing and, and administering a sentence that, uh, that should have been probation instead of uh, prison time. So stay tuned. So turning to the asshole of the week. Um, now this is, this is incredible. Uh, this is an incredible story. But the asshole of the week is the Harris County prosecuting attorney in Houston, Texas. Uh, who am I talking about? Uh, the subject matter. The subject matter is Deshaun Watson. Uh, For you non-sports fan, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback that just got traded to the Cleveland Browns uh, after uh, 22 allegations, again, allegations of sexual assault. And his lawyer, Deshaun's lawyer, had said uh, when asked about uh, the 22, uh, said that all of them were lying. Now, I've been a lawyer a long time. and, And if there are 22 women that come forward they ain't all lying. But but he was just uh, a week ago cleared, uh, went to grand jury. Case was taken to the grand jury. Here's why that prosecutor is an absolute asshole. Now, we don't know uh, if the 22 women that accused him of inappropriate sexual conduct, if it rise to the level of criminal conduct. There's a leap there. But here's why this prosecutor—now, we don't know his name because they want to keep it so secret, which we'll do multiple— shows on grand jury process and how corrupt it is, but um, uh, USA Today and the New York Times reported that while several women who made complaints against Deshaun Watson were in the courtroom and ready to testify, prosecutors only called one person before the grand jury. Now, if you have 22 women and you only call one person and that grand jury doesn't indict him, it could be Because that prosecutor presented a bad witness. And uh, the reason that this bothers me, uh, because it wasn't fairly adjudicated, is that uh, the Times reported that the police investigation group uh, said that seven or that 10 of the women uh, who were called were credible. Their complaints were credible and reliable. So, and and the report said, uh, and this was in the Times, and it's accurate. It's not being indicted is not a declaration or even an indication of innocence, legal or factual. More often, it's a reflection of whether a prosecutor wants to equally pursue a case. And cases involving gender violence are rarely reported, and even more rarely prosecuted. So the unknown prosecutor. Is the absolute asshole of the week because we don't know. I mean, if you call one witness uh, and you subpoena ten, do you think that two or three other women uh, may have been uh, credible to that grand jury? Now, instead, he gets picked up, and that's a whole different discussion. But you know, why why the Cleveland Browns would take a guy with this kind of baggage? It, it's just it's inconceivable, and just why would you do this? And Stacey McKay is a, a local radio personality. Her social media said it best. I mean, it was two words. It was by Browns uh, because uh, I don't know how that you can be of a fan or, or a female uh, for that matter that uh, is accepting of a guy that's been accused by 22 separate women. So you, Harris County prosecutor, unknown prosecutor, are the asshole of the week. Welcome, welcome, Jane Doe to Lawyers Are Assholes, and I as say. Previously indicated, we're, we're using Jane Doe because you have a very successful business career now. And we're going to talk about what you went through um, as a normal person. We addressed the criticism that we didn't have normal people on lawyers or assholes, and you're a very normal person.
1: I don't know. It's so much normal, yeah. but thanks.
0: <laughs> but uh, we met through uh, some mutual friends and I heard about your story because I actually, and I'm going to talk about my experience with this with this particular uh, judge as well. But um, it's really uh, when I when I tell people this story, they can't they can't believe it. So I'm going to let you tell the story. Uh, tell it, walk us through how this how this happened, what you got charged with. It was kind of a bogus charge anyway, but how you paid the money back. So go ahead and tell your story, Jane.
1: Okay, this was. It all started back in 2004, 2005. Um, I think it was the end of 2004. And um, I had been working in the healthcare field um, as a home care aide. And I was starting my own, um, starting on my own, not through an agency or anything. And I had a mutual friend um, who said that they had a friend of theirs that had MS and she needed some help and wanted a private person to come in. So I started working with her. And probably a year later, she, um, her and I got into a little altercation about a mouse and a trap. (laughs) I didn't want to get the mouse in the trap, but um, and throw it out. But that's what started it. And it kind of um, escalated from there. And she was already upset with me about that. But I was at the same time going through a really difficult divorced I had six little kids all under 10 years old and um, I my husband had left I had gotten to a predicament where our lights were getting turned off and there were there were a bunch of other things that were going on um, but I was a signer on this client of mine's credit card and I made a bad choice instead of asking her if I could turn my lights back on and pay my water bill I used her card without her permission even though I was a signer on the card. But um, I felt really bad about it. She had looked at her credit card statement because we couldn't find the credit card after this. I I always had it in my possession. She sent me to the store and I couldn't find it. When um, she pulled it up, she pulled the statement up in front of me and um, it had all kinds of charges for like fast food and restaurants and, you know, different kinds of stores that I knew that I didn't use that card for, and, um, they just happened to be stores and restaurants all around my address. And so she asked me about them and I told her the truth about the, the utility bills and it was a total. How much money are we talking about? How much were
0: the utility bills? It it was
1: about $425. Okay. And so I immediately, the next day went and got a money order Took it to her. She told me she no longer wanted me there at the house, but I gave her the money anyway. And I told her, I'm sorry, you know, here's for the utilities that I paid. I should have just asked you. Right. So even and though I, even though you made a bad decision, mm-hmm.
0: you, you paid the money back yes. immediately and you got terminated and, and you moved on. Yes. Right.
1: And then about six months later, I had a knock at my door and I was arrested on felony theft charges.
0: Okay. Now, you had no criminal record before. You no major criminal record.
1: No major edit. criminal record.
0: Yeah. Uh, traffic and um, stupid stuff. right Nothing, no theft-related offenses, nothing um, serious that wouldn't, which we're going to get to, wouldn't make you eligible as a first-time offender for probation, uh, especially with six small children. So you get charged at that point, and then you go secure a lawyer. Yes. And- um, we, we give shout outs on, on, on good lawyers. So this, <laughs> so, so this lawyer was a good, this was a good yeah. lawyer. Right?
1: He, I was, um, I had gone with one lawyer and then another a friend came to me and said, Hey, I think that you need to call Mark Collins. So I called Mark Collins and ended up securing him as my lawyer okay. from there forward.
0: So then what happens? Explain the process. You have a, you, a pretrial. trial you, you went yeah. to court. You, you well, worked. I wiped
1: out my savings, first of all, to yeah. retain him. Um, and, you know, had to get help from, from family and things like that. So in the meantime, in that six months, I had started another job that I was doing very well in and I started like this savings account for my kids and, you know, I, I just was really trying to stay focused. I had a great opportunity in front of me and, um, I just, my family also had like a college account for my kids and we just had to take everything out of those. Right. To, to, I mean, he's not he's not cheap, but he's good, right. <laughs> and right. that's why. Right. So he um, just told me that I think we have a case here. You know,
0: because I, initially I, you were going to defend it on the facts. You weren't just yeah. going to go in and cut a deal. You right,
1: because um, he said it was not a felony. Four hundred dollars well, is not considered a felony. Well,
0: absolutely, right. not not here in Ohio. So right. they, as as usual, prosecutor overcharges everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so his original intent was to, uh, was to either leverage a plea or to actually defend it as a misdemeanor.
1: Well, they also charged me with taking identity of another. So it was way overcharged. And he was like, this is not taking, I, I signed my own name. I was a signer. Right. Um, when, you know, it was my utilities and things, you know, it wasn't like I was taking her identity and pretending to be her. So already it was overcharged there. Right. And then he said that it was overcharged, being a felony in general. And even if I was found guilty on a misdemeanor for four hundred dollars, I paid her back, and you know it was still right. at a misdemeanor yeah.
0: level. So again, you paid her back before the charges, I mean, were even anticipated, right. At that point, I mean, just... I had
1: no idea right. that 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 she was had intentions on doing right. that. Well, where... obviously,
0: yeah, obviously, she made the effort to go file file the charges um, against you at that point. So then, then you decide you you get a a plea offer and explain what happened. Well, with,
1: this was twenty twenty months later, so almost two years later. So we fought this, and it just that strung out and strung out. I mean, yes. it was just it, which is it, stressful, it, yeah, right? extremely. I mean, that was a couple the
0: of felonies over your head <laughs> is stressful for anybody. That right? was one of the which most is again stressful another screwed up part of this legal system mm-hmm. on how long anything takes, um, criminal or civil, but. So, yeah. so you're at the point that you get a, a an offer.
1: Yes, so they dropped, obviously, well, they had dropped the charges altogether because they the judge said this is you you are overcharging and like there was no taking the identity of anybody here. So they dropped and I thought all char- that it was going to go away. And then a month after that, they ended up recharging me with um, a felony just theft and uh, forgery. Okay. So it was, I believe a four and a five, a four and a five. Okay. And they, so they rearrested me <laughs> and it started all over again. Um, but he still, you know, Mark still said, you know, we can still beat this. You're not on cameras in stores or restaurants. This isn't you. Um, after we, you know, got discovery and things. So then they came to Mark and said, we want to offer her a plea deal. The, the prosecutor and said, um, three years probation, um, base, I mean, basically that was it. Right. And he said, you know, you're not a drug addict. I don't think you're going to have any problems with this. They're not going to, you know, it'll be easy to get off of, of that paper. Um, so
0: the prosecutor a, specifically was recommending probation. I mean, which they would correct. do in that case. I yes. mean, I've never, uh, I mean, I can't imagine with no prior thefts, no, uh, that this would not be an automatic probation. Um, it's it just, it's inconceivable. Um, so you, um, you get assigned, uh, a judge, uh, named Richard Stewart, who is now deceased and actually I, because he is deceased and I don't really want to pound on somebody's family that's not, that's not here. So I'm going to hold back a little bit on, okay. on what I really think <laughs> about or thought about him, but you go to court yes. and then you do the plea agreement thinking that you're going to walk out of the courtroom on, on, and again, and, and I'll tell the listeners, nobody's. And and you very upfront with it. Nobody's nobody's defending. You made a bad decision and you should have paid a price, but my argument and I think most of society's argument is this punishment didn't fit the crime. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So what so what happened in well, the Well, I will
1: room? say too, I didn't know any better. I mean I didn't know how the system worked and I just was, you know, kind of just but, following whatever Mark told me to do, but you had so a competent he,
0: lawyer telling you. Yeah. Because I mean, we're gonna we'll get to him later and what? Because obviously he felt really bad about what happened, but he believed he wasn't gonna say, Jane, you make this plea agreement. This is what is gonna happen. I mean, I've been in those situations. I've been in situations where I where I've done a deal and I'll tell the client, this is ninety nine point nine percent what's gonna happen. I can't right. absolutely guarantee it.
1: You know, well, he, Mark did not tell me that though. I had no idea. I thought a plea agreement was an agreement. That was a set done deal. I had no idea that if the prosecutor and the defendant and the lawyer agreed on something that the judge could go against that. Right. I was, yeah, I was never right. informed of that. So my family was telling me, "No, don't, don't take that. Like you, you're gonna have a record, and you know this is gonna follow you." And well, I, they were that, more,
0: they were more concerned about the record. Right? They, they never thought you were gonna go to prison. No, either.
1: heavens, no, no, right? <laughs> Ever. Right. And so I had a babysitter at home, and I right before I walked out the door, I laid a roast out <laughs> to thaw on the counter. Like I told her, I would be home in a couple hours. And um, I had just made the decision to follow the guidance of Mark because I was so stressed out. I mean, it was this is just something that hung over my head. It was hard for me sometimes to even, you know, get through my days without being super emotional and and stressed out. So I'm like, I'm just ready to get this over with. I'll deal with the consequence of having a record later. You know, hopefully this career that I'm in now that I'm doing well in is will, you know, I'll go somewhere and I don't even have to worry about it. So. Um, I get there, and he tells me before the judge even starts talking, he says, if he, you know, imposes a sentence, don't freak out. Because at the end, he can say, sentence suspended, you know, right. X amount a, of um, yeah. hours for community service yeah. and three years And probation. that's not
0: unusual for listeners, to, to, for, for a judge to impose... Uh, even even incarceration, but suspended that's not unusual at all. and that's why he was telling you not to freak out right m- just to be prepared for it. and you are so he so said, he, so then imposed he said,
1: two years and I think it was oh nine months, two years and nine months, maybe a little bit longer. no, I think it was three years. that's what it was three years and nine months because I freaked out <laughs> anyways, and I kept looking at Mark and waiting for him to say, you know, sentence suspended. Um, and that never came. The next thing I know, they're putting me in handcuffs and taking me to the back. And I had no idea still what was going on. Um, Mark came back and I said, why did you tell me to plead if they're putting me in prison for, you know, three years? I mean, they maxed me out for, for those, um, two, two charges. And because I said, Guilty because I thought I was getting probation, then I was found guilty on right. both of them. So he maxed me out on both charges.
0: Right. Well, with the facts, you should have gotten probation, and and most people wouldn't got probation. Now, I know because I know the facts. I know part of the reason that you didn't because we've got a we've got a judge mm-hmm. that's that's running for re-election and in the courtroom is Andrea Cambern, um, who I love, who's actually a, I mean she's a friend. She she's no longer in this market, but she was the lead probably the, the, the most recognized uh, news anchor in Columbus. And the victim here was was a relative. Andrew was a, Andrew Cameron was a relative of the person. And uh, this judge wasn't about to risk giving you what you should have gotten, which was a sentence hanging over your head, and probation, which would be what 99% of all the population would get. And it, it's clear to me that that is what happened. And and then I think your lawyer later kind of verified that because he was just as in shock as you were,
1: right? right. And I think Andrew was a friend of um, the person that was in charge of my client's estate if she passed away. So, okay. but there, yeah, was, some, so that was, there like was like a some mutual friendship there.
0: There was some <laughs> right. relationship there, and she's sitting in the yes in in the courtroom. And there's no 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 aspersion against her. She's there defending her friend. But it goes back to which we're going to talk about in my in my rant, uh, at, at the conclusion of the interview, which is, uh, this is why in Ohio that we cannot, uh, we cannot elect judges because this guy was afraid, afraid of his own shadow. Um, and, and again, he is deceased, but I will, I will tell you this in my, I don't know a lawyer that ever had any dealings with him that ever had a good thing to say about him. Uh, I had my own personal experience, which I'll, um, interject here real quick is that I was actually a, a party, a plaintiff in a, in a case where he actually <laughs> ruled in my favor um, initially. And we had had some disagreements in the courtroom and uh, we went back into chambers and uh, he says to me, and, and I've got two lawyers, the other side's got two lawyers, there's five, or six lawyers in there. And, and he says, Mr. Adams, he goes, uh, he goes, you think you're the smartest person in this courthouse, don't you? And I said, well, Judge, I don't know about the smartest in, in the whole courthouse, but I know I'm the smartest one in this room. Now, no, lawyer, it, I'm telling you, and, and I wasn't, he was such a dick when he said it that my response uh, was appropriate. Now, the, the problem is, is that most lawyers don't have the balls to stand up and and defend themselves like I did. Now, he didn't say a He didn't say a word. Now, I think he was probably shocked. I know that my lawyer was was out of his mind because he told me afterwards he goes I I I I can I can't I can't believe you said I can't believe you said. I said, "Well, it was appropriate." I mean, he came after me, all right? And um, but that's just the way he was. He was just an elitist arrogant asshole. And it obviously hurt you because you got a sentence that was based on him getting reelected. So he put his interest ahead of yours, um, which it, and it happens in states where judges are elected all the time, all the time. And it's... And un- I
1: didn't even know that at the time. I had no idea. I mean, I didn't even keep up with things like that, who was being, you know, up for election as far as our judges and things like that. But, you know, Mark, I know, was in shock, too, um, he kept saying, "You know, file judicial." But he did warn me too. I will say that he said, "I'm going to tell you right now, this is probably one of the worst judges that you could have got." Not that he was saying he was a bad judge; he was saying one of the toughest. Yeah, he was. He a ba- said, "You, yeah, he we, a bad we could have ju- gotten a better, yeah, you know, you chance got, with another judge." Yeah, but,
0: you could have gotten a better draw because he, right. he he was he was a harsh harsh guy. You know, again, it goes back to. You know, and in, he
1: doesn't give judicials. He told me that. He said he doesn't normally give judicials, but we will file. And he sent me a letter. Um, that was in June. Um, and in July, I remember, on July 14th, he had sent me a letter in prison or in jail. I hadn't been transferred yet. And said that he was surprised as I was. He, was, he actually apologized and said, I am so sorry that this happened. This is not what we agreed as a group with the prosecutor and I, he made it sound like the prosecutor judge and him. Um, he said, you know, I will file your judicial for free. You know, I'm not going to charge you yeah. anymore. And, um, but you know, he normally does not, I'm telling you just so yeah. you don't get your hopes up he normally yeah. does not well, give ju- judicials
0: uh, for the listeners. Judicial releases. If you, you spend 30 days in the, well, the reality is that anybody that's ever been in jail, you don't need more than a week to show that how severe a shock it is. I mean, let alone, but you, you served actually 18 Eighteen months. Well, right? no, no, it was uh,
1: a little over the two years, and then uh, he filed judicial release, and and the and Judge Stewart did let me out, and they said this is only the third one he's done in, in you know, x amount of years, so they were surprised, but he did let me out a little early, and well, then um, my, my
0: guess is those are six year terms. It was probably after I mean, it was after he was elected. It was yes, yeah. So he didn't have he didn't have that th- that same pressure on him at that point but but i don't know this was uh one of the reasons i'm not sure i mean i got approached early on in my career to run for judge a hundred times and um i didn't want to i didn't want to do it i mean i I, knock on wood i was really having some success when i was doing and i didn't want to take a pay cut to be to be a judge but i've always been and i just don't know that if i'm looking at you and i see these facts well i know i know i would not have put myself or my being reelected over you um, and put you in prison with six kids. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do it based on the facts. Um, I, I couldn't have made that, made that decision. But, but you look at him, this guy can't, this guy was never going to be able to practice law outside of being a judge. I mean, that's, that's why they fight so hard for reelection and stay in that position because they they can't go out and practice. I mean, they're, they're, they're either not, they don't have the, the intellect or the work ethic and, and they'd rather have that state job with PRS to be to be the judge. So you you served the time, you 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 got out. And again, I'll say it the second, third, fourth time, you you committed a crime and and you admitted it, you paid for it, but 20 months uh in in an actual prison, I think it's pretty excessive. What what effect did that have on on your family? I
1: mean I mean my kids suffered the most. You know, I um I kind of just took that time to reflect on me and become a better person during that time. And, you know, I had had children super young and had a lot of them. And so that was the first time I think I'd ever been by myself, you know. Right. And but it was it was torture missing them. And they all really went through their own individual, you know, they all suffered. Right. And still to this day, there are repercussions of that. You know, I still... um See things that I know, you know, that, and they, and they still will say sometimes they're angry or you know, and they're right. adults now. Um, right. All except my youngest, and right. he even, you know, will say, "Well, I remember bits and pieces of you not being there," or you know, right. and um, but it really, my older kids, it really, really affected them. Mm-hmm. I mean, their school and you know, their decision making and just, uh, you know, I was always their, their prime parent that was 100% always there. And right. so them taking me from them, it created six more problems, Right. you know, right. of, of and, and they, nobody considered that.
0: Right. Right. With all that tragedy though, I mean, I can attest uh knowing you, I mean, you, you got a great career now and, and the, 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 the kids are all doing great. So you've really... You you turn this around into a real a real positive, but uh, that's not your only experience um, with. And this is this is actually uh, uh, it, it's kind of, it's really kind of funny. Um, it this, is now. It, it is now. But the second issue, uh, you know, you weren't you were convicted a crime. You weren't charged. You didn't steal anything. This is completely different. But we talked about it on a on a actually talking about it on another episode on class actions. But you got a letter. Last week, when we talked about you being on, on the podcast.
1: So in 2014, um, my daughter, and, and this goes along with me saying there were major issues. I mean, even after I got home, they, they really, um, you know, started rebelling and, against me. And um, so I took my daughter's phone. She was in trouble. And I told her, you, you're not getting your cell phone for a week. And I think she had missed school or something. And so she was really upset and spit on me. Which is to this day, you know, she says, mom, I'm still to this day. So sorry. And she's in her twenties now, <laughs> but right. how
0: old was she then? She 14? was
1: 14, okay. I believe. Yeah. And 14 or 15, but she, um, I, she grabbed my phone from me cause I had my phone in, in my hand and, um, I had like, we were by my bed and I kind of like pushed her onto my bed to get my, my phone back. And she ended up calling the police um, you know, once things I thought settled down and the police showed up at the door and they charged me with domestic violence <laughs> with right. DV, um, which was uh, so crazy because she had filled out a statement and I knew they told me in the car that she had filled out a statement that said, yes, I was my mom forcibly took my phone. So I forcibly took hers. And yes, I spit in her face and, right. and it actually was spit right into my eye. So anyway, I had. Retained another lawyer, and they said, um, "We." I said, "I am fighting this like to the end. I've learned my lesson, you know, with with charges before, and I'm I'm not accepting this." But she
0: dropped the charge. Well, no, she
1: she didn't. The prosecutor saw it, and before I even, I never even went to court for it. They called my lawyer and said, um, "Yeah, we read the daughter's statement, and you know, we're throwing this out." Um, In the means, uh, so I received a letter. And it said. Well, that back back 2014 Let's th- back up yeah. one sec.
0: Let's back one sec. So that so that I mean, listen, most people, their fourteen year old kid, spits in the eye. Yeah, I don't know what I do. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say, I'd probably smack them side. They, had never never hit a child. But whether you grabbed her, it, th- that's not what we're talking about today. Because this was right. this was over with. This was wait. Well, right, this was this is this was back dismissed. in two thousand fourteen, like years the, ago. And the prosecutor dismissed it. Yes. And then you get a letter last week that says.
1: It said that in 2014 that I was I'm um, named in a lawsuit because the um, the county that I was in um, took pictures of tattoos that were in a private area. Um, so if you have a tattoo like it said below your pelvic bone or on your buttocks or or your breast then or near your breast, then it was considered a private area. And I was named in this lawsuit. Well, and if were- I want to...
0: No, not named as a defendant, you're the no, plaintiff, you're part no, no, of a no. class action. So it right. was a class action lawsuit yes. that was filed against the county, Yes, and they want to pay you...
1: And it's mil- millions of dollars, this lawsuit. And so they said they wanted to pay me, I would be paid two, in excess of $2,000, so it would be more than $2,000. Yep. And... It said if I didn't want to be named in this, I could actually go after them myself. I just had to fill out this paper. He said, well, don't, we're gonna, well, don't we're gonna, name me in this. We're going to
0: get you a lawyer, and you're going to go after them by yourself, because <laughs> I read that where the, the actual uh, class plaintiff, the named plaintiff, is getting 50000 and then the rest of you are getting uh, $2,000. The lawyers are getting uh, $833,000.
1: Yeah, it was almost a million. Yeah.
0: So, so you, obviously you have a tattoo because they took pictures of it. Right. yeah but, I have one that so goes, what happened in the, in the this happened in the jail and and how did they explain it to you or what
1: they just basically said that I was one of these these women that were in the system with a picture of a tattoo that was on a private area right and so and I have one um you know on, on my chest that isn't like I mean it's it's not like you can see anything, but you know, just my like so did sternum you the, bone. So or did whatever, they make
0: but, t- they make you undressed, uncovered to take a picture? They of They did. That tattoo. They
1: did, and it was, I guess, it was against our our rights to take a picture as for a misdemeanor for them to ask us to undress and take pictures of tattoos.
0: Okay, so this was something that the the Morinic jail keepers thought was pretty cool, so they would. So they took the picture. Yeah,
1: and it wasn't a female. I remember this because I thought it was so strange that they were doing that for me. It was not a female. No, uh-uh. it was male.
0: <laughs> and and so they said they asked you if you had any tattoos, and yeah. you said yeah, and you said where at, and you said here, and they said take your.
1: Yep, shirt. we need a picture of it.
0: Wow, wow, yeah, okay. So that, uh,
1: yeah, that was okay. Well, that was a surprise. Okay, so. well,
0: we're gonna get you a lawyer that specializes in that area, um, and. It's incredible. Two and a half million dollars. Two and a half million dollars settlement. Lawyers get eight thirty-three. Lead plaintiff gets fifty. Really, be interested to find out what uh, what happened to her to get fifty. And uh, of course, she put her name on it, which usually those class action main plaintiffs get a little bit more money. But uh, there's a big difference between fifty grand and 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 two grand. So. Uh, but, and they
1: uh, and it also said they were giving them three years to destroy all the photos, which I thought was a really long time. Well, so they're able get, to hang on to them. for well, three years. My
0: guess is that they're probably keeping them for the people that opt out of the class and go after them. I mean, there could be could be a reason for that. but but anyway, so I really appreciate you coming in and telling your story because I I think this is this is what we're trying to do with the podcast. We're trying to bring out crazy situations crazy situations like this. Um, and, and even if, you know, you go back and even if the judge thought you deserved incarceration and, and I've just seen the judge would you'd do the county jail for 30 days, but a three-year sentence on this amount of money and these factors. And
1: ran consecutive, not concurrent.
0: Which is even worse, right. I, which, is, which is insane. But I think people hearing this, um, you know, they'll pay attention. Um, they'll pay attention to this. You know, this judge, obviously, he's not hurting anybody anymore, but... Um, that's what this guy did. I mean, he was he was uh, not well respected. Would be the grossest understatement that I could say in my experience with him personally, and uh, my opinion is and, and expressed by other other people. But I really appreciate you telling this story, and and I want you to do it because I I think people need to hear it. I, they need to hear the fallacies in our judicial system, and especially with elected. Judges that made this decision to send you down the river, as opposed to, I mean, being concerned about his own. Thank you for having saying. me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. for coming. To, now, to, to Brett's rant, and you heard this everyday story. Uh, if this doesn't uh, give pause to everybody, uh, in at least in the state of Ohio, any state that elects judges, this one should, because this was a prime example of a judge. More concerned about his own reelection than having a famous uh, news person in the room uh, related to the victim, and he wasn't about to do what he should have done, given the amount of money involved. Uh, I mean, even if there's another factor there, I mean, 30 days uh, in the county, uh, but but not three years prison. Um, I mean, this this guy uh, was or should be a poster child for. Electing judges in the state of Ohio because it, it's outrageous. I mean, fortunately, um, she's really come back and done well for herself. But it could have turned out completely different. It could have been a disaster for everybody involved. But damn it, just really focus, folks. Focus on on getting judges that are competent, intelligent, compassionate, uh, with a little bit of empathy. Um, There's no empathy involved here. This was this was. I'm worried about my own skin and getting getting reelected, and that's bullshit. And this judge, uh, Sheward, was an asshole. Thank you for listening to Lawyers for Assholes.